Grab your mug and take a chug. He's about to spill the tea. Saucy chatter on subject matter. It's just between you and me. Sit on back and hear him yak. It's gossip to a tea. It's cup of joe. Cup of joe. Joe. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Cup of Joe, a podcast about the completely unnecessary things that I think about that I deem absolutely necessary for you to know. From celebrity gossip and entertainment news to Real Housewives and RuPaul's Drag Race. Plus, the candid celebrity interviews you won't find anywhere else. I'm your host, Joe Drake. Today we are joined by the breakout star from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12, your reigning Miss Congeniality, the Gap Queen herself, Heidi N. Closet. So it is a very special day here at Cup of Joe. But before we talk to her, we have to sip our Cup of Joe as we spill the tea of the week. The tea is exceptionally good today. (laughs) Who made this? Hmm. Now, if you caught last week's episode, I broke down all the details from Framing Britney Spears, the documentary from the New York Times that was on Hulu. I think everyone needs to watch it. One of the main takeaways that a lot of people had from it was Justin Timberlake owes her an apology. Well, as of one week later, she got one. And apparently so did Janet Jackson. Now, if you saw Justin posted on Instagram, But people weren't necessarily pleased with the way he did it. He wrote a a statement on the Notepad app, which I'm a fan of the Notepad app. Like, no judgment for the Notepad. I feel like it's very beneficial for people. But I feel like this has sort of become the way um, people are releasing statements on social media. They'll, like, jot something down and then post it. So there is some sort of like unofficialness to it that I think comes across as um, maybe lazy for lack of a better term. But here's what he said in part, quote, I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and in many others, and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women, and I know I failed. Now, as of this podcast, it has 1.16 million likes. Uh, Justin's wife, Jessica Beale, commented, I love you. You know, and Go to Instagram and read it. Uh, I do think it is genuine. I do think what he said was well-written and does come from the heart. I do think deep down, Justin Timberlake is probably a very stand-up guy, especially now. Um, But I I guess I do agree with some of the people that said this may have been a little bit of a sort of half-ass attempt at an apology. I commented on it when he posted five days ago and said... 
well, this is, I, well, I, I don't have the exact quote. I can't find what I wrote. But it was something to the effect of like, well, this is nice, but I would appreciate a sit-down interview, perhaps with Diane Sawyer. Um, little sort of nod at Britney's infamous interview with Diane Sawyer. I mean, I do think someone of Justin Timberlake's stature um, would be a good example for him to do sort of a televised interview because he does can talk about he does talk about condoning misogyny and racism and has specific examples with women like Brittany and Janet um, that he can sort of talk about that are sort of, you know, very famous examples as to how he sort of got caught up in the system and acted improperly and is remorseful for his actions. I just think um, maybe a half hour, hour long discussion um, that we could all watch would just land a little bit better than a notepad Apology on Instagram. Uh, moving on to more positive news, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are expecting baby number two. The couple announced the news on Sunday, February 14th, which is, of course, Valentine's Day. And that's significant because that's the same day that Princess Diana announced the news when she was expecting her second child, Prince Harry, which I thought, I mean, come on. That is just so cute and a Perfect nod to the late, great Princess Diana. And, I mean, if if Harry and Meghan are, are going to do anything, continue following in Princess Diana's footsteps because you cannot go wrong with that. I mean, some royal fans are a little annoyed because they are saying that Harry and Meghan are stealing the thunder from Princess Eugenie, another member of the royal family, Harry's cousin, who recently gave birth to her first child, now, she hadn't announced the name of the baby yet as of this podcast recording, and now folks are saying no one will care because all the attention is on Harry and Meghan, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but the fact of the matter is if if Prince Harry sneezes on the sidewalk, attention will be given to him. The, the attention will always be diverted to Harry and Meghan for a myriad of reasons, um, and I... Something tells me Princess Eugenie is probably like, great, now I can announce this name and it'll sort of be a C-less news story and we'll move on with our lives. Because that is sort of the thing I think, um, I, I assume William and Harry are jealous of their cousins about, is that William and Harry can do the slightest thing and it's breaking news, whereas the other sort of lesser members of the royal family, for lack of a better term, can do big things and it'll be printed in the press and talked about on the news, but not to the stature and grandiose nature that um, William and Harry have to go through. Um, I mean, ever since the Duke and Duchess of Sussex left as senior members of the Royal family, a lot of Royalists have been angry with them. My sister is one of them. And, she sort of has gotten annoyed with the likes of Meghan Markle, and she's not alone. Um, I'm sort of pro-Meghan Markle, I have to say. I mean, I understand the argument uh, that when Harry and Meghan left their royal duties and moved to L.A., they definitely left all the duties to William and Kate. And I feel like Kate is also annoyed by that. You could sort of see it in her face after the news was announced when she sort of made some appearances. It's just you they're they're parents of three children and now they have the burden of like everything because of course 
the Queen and Prince Philip are a thousand years old. Uh, Prince Charles and Camilla are up there in age. So it's like in terms of like the this the young energetic stuff to do and getting out there in front of the people, I feel like it's all on William and Kate now, especially because Harry and Meghan left. But in going back to the Princess Diana point, I do think um I do think that Diana would want that for her children. Now William and Kate are taking a more um traditional approach to their positions as royals. And clearly Harry and Meghan are not. And I think that Diana would like Harry and Meghan to do that. And again, they're taking a page out of her book and saying, if you don't want to live that life, then get out. Don't let them control your life. I do think that if Princess Diana were still alive, um, she'd be saying this. I mean, we all sort of saw it even back then um, when they got a divorce and, you know, there was all that fallout and it was pretty clear that maybe the royal family weren't so crazy about Diana at the time because she was doing her own thing and getting a lot of praise for it from people around the world. So I say, Harry and Meghan, keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing with Oprah because I don't know if you guys heard, but she's doing a sit down with Harry and Meghan for 90 minutes. And according to Gail King, no questions are off limits. So I say, Oprah, ask it all, baby. Ask it all. I will be tuning in and we'll probably be talking about it on the podcast. All right, let's move on to what I am loving this week because I've been loving it since I started this podcast. And I feel like now with Heidi joining in a couple of minutes, I think is the perfect time to talk about. So this is what I am loving this week. I am loving RuPaul's Drag Race United Kingdom. I think that's what I'm going to start calling it. RuPaul's Drag Race United Kingdom, also known as RuPaul's Drag Race UK. They are in their second season. It is available to watch on the BBC. Or if you're like me, you subscribe to the Wow Presents Plus app. No, they are not sponsors, but if they'd like to be, they can be. Um, It's only $3.99 a month, and it is the best $4 I've ever spent because... You get Drag Race UK, you get Canada's Drag Race, you get Trixie and Katya, you get Heidi and Closet Gap Chat, you get everything. It is, it's great. But um, RuPaul's Drag Race United Kingdom is is just fantastic in, in a way that I don't think that the American version will ever be. There is something about these, especially this cast of season two, they are in their second season, that are just um, raw, authentic, straight-from-the-pub drag queens. The budget seems to be a little less than the U.S. Um, RuPaul and Michelle Visage do fly over to film it. Um, So it really does feel like the drag race we've all known and loved, but there's something about these queens that are totally unapologetic they, they seem to be kookier than the ones that we get in the U.S. Um, I mean, I know we've gotten Tammy Brown and we've gotten, you know, I guess she's the only one I can think of at the moment. But they're, they're sort of like the Tammy Browns of the U.K. There's like a ton of them. I just don't know if the younger queens that are auditioning in the U.S. for Drag Race 
are, I'll say it, confident enough to be that that weird, especially on TV. I think with the rise of social media and Instagram and stuff, everyone just wants to look pretty in their pictures. But I say come out and act like Ginny Lemon or Bimini Bamboolash or Joe Black. I mean, these drag queens, if you don't know who I'm talking about, stop listening to me right now and go download the Wild Presents Plus app and catch up because it is so entertaining and so real and so fun. I think my favorite uh, of the season is Lawrence Cheney. Okay, her name is Lawrence Cheney, but she's the first Scottish drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race, and RuPaul says it like that, and that's my as good of a Scottish accent as I can do even though I am Scottish, but Lawrence Cheney is my favorite. She's just so good. I want her to win. I want her to be the first plus-size drag queen because 13 seasons in the U.S., two seasons in uh, the U.K., one season in Canada. Why have we not had several plus-size winners? It's ridiculous. Um, But they're just so great. This past week there was a little bit of a viral moment because they had a girl group challenge and the song that they had to do was stuck in everyone's head. It's still stuck in mine and it's about to be stuck in yours because I'm playing for, I'm playing it for you now. Sing, sing, song, sing, sing, song, bing, bang, bong. I mean, come on. That is just some catchy stuff. It kind of sounds like um, K-pop. I don't know. I don't care what it is. It's good. It's catchy. And it's fun. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like the the UK girls are unapologetically themselves. They're confident. They're kooky. And we don't see that as much in the U.S. But speaking of kooky, I think it's time for our guest. I think it's time for our special guest because I may have spoken too soon because we are about to be joined by one authentic kooky girl. And I just absolutely love her. Honey, I'm so happy that you came on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. First of all, for those out there, which, which is everyone, because it is a podcast, I am watching the one and only Heidi in Closet paint her face, and it is a joy to watch. I feel like I could just Get watch into it. Eye. Get into that eye, Jeff. Oh, that is cute. I feel bad. The people at home can't see. She's giving us uh, pink, shiny. white, orange fantasy. All right, well... Just, just just little things. Just little things. Let's get right into it, because you know what re- was released? Gap, baby. For those of you out there that don't know what I'm talking about, Heidi and Closet released a parody of Cardi and Megan's WAP, and it is fantastic. Pause this podcast right now. Go watch the music video, because it is entertaining as hell. It's so good, Heidi. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That really means a lot, especially with this being my first adventure in any kind of music. Thank you. Uh, it was it was a very special project, too, actually. Um, it actually originated from 
from me and being on live on Instagram with my fans and it kind of really? just originated from them. Yeah, absolutely. What did, did you have the idea or they had the idea? It was a mutual, it was kind of like a mutual thing because I was on live and we were just talking and the song Walk came on and then we started joking around with, I started joking around with the fans and we, it just came up around the same time like, what if we did a parody? I was like, oh, here we go. So just took it and ran with it. And now here we are, day of release of the music video. Oh, it, is so, it is so good. What I love about it, it, well, first of all, I love two things. I love parody videos from drag queens. I feel like a lot of people try to do parody videos, but the queens are the only ones that do it right. That's number one. And number two, I love that because of what we're all going through with the pandemic, like there are like so many great lyrics in there about like safety and like proper precautions that are perfect because GAPS stands for what, Heidi? It stands for get away, please. I mean, don't we all want to say that to strangers? Get away, please. Literally, like when I'm at the park working out and someone gets too close, I'm literally like, get away, please. I'm yes. trying to work out here. Yes. Hello. But as you said in the so video definitely. at the end, everyone that was associated with the production was tested for COVID. Everything was safe. It was. Everything was safe. Even when we were during it, um, we were going to have a second cameraman so we could move through things faster, but the second cameraman tested positive, so oh. he was not able to record with us. So there's a little so behind the scenes tidbit. Go home, please. <laughs> I was like, I was like, go go away, please. Go away, get away, please. please. Get away, please. So no, yeah, so we took all the precautions to make sure that it was a safe environment because I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not gonna sit here and say no. start a song and be like, you have to be doing this. Please get away. Da, 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 but then not abide by the rules, and that's what I wanted to make sure I did. I wanted to make sure everything was was following all the rules. I love that. I love that so Thank much. You. Well, of course, if you saw out there the video already, you know that the widow Von Du is joining Heidi for this video. What made you choose Widow? I think she was the perfect sort of Megan to your Cardi. Oh, 100%. <laughs> the thing is, I love, love, love the Widow Von Dill. And I feel like she, she doesn't get some of the recognition I think she deserves. Mm -hmm. She has some of the sickest rap skills that any drag queen from Drag Race has ever produced. She just does flat. Like, I'm not saying she's the best, but she definitely has some of the best lines to drop in general. And I, and, and this was, I knew going into this, she was the one I want to be on my side with this. Because I just knew the lines would be fire. Everything, she, all her verse, she wrote herself within no like way. two days. She wrote her lyrics all in two days. So you guys did it like true Cardi and Megan style, like writing your yeah. own stuff? I wrote my stuff. And she wrote hers, yes. That is, I mean, it's absolutely perfect. And again, you guys have to go out and listen to the song, watch the video. It is great. What made you decide to incorporate uh, Miss Brooklyn Heights and Jada Essence Hall? Um, I wanted Jada because Jada's just so stupid. And that's just <laughs> fact. Uh, I just, I knew Jada. I knew Jada. I wanted Jada to be the, the dentist, I did. And you know, that's, that's, that's my big sis. And I just wanted to make sure that she was there and everything. I was like, we're gonna find you a role. We are gonna make you do something. Yes. And um, I was telling her about the project and she was like, I was like, would you be in it if I asked you? She's like, yeah, I'll be in it. I'm like, 
perfect. And then me and Brooklyn were just hanging out one day. And we were sitting there, I was telling her about the well about it. I was like, what if what if I had someone be the, the Kylie Jenner part and just literally be there for no reason? Right. Oh, that's right. Because in WAP there are these cameos by some of these young stars and Kylie Normani. Has, Normani. Kylie, so Kylie had probably the most infamous cameo because she starts walking out and everyone's like, what the hell? <laughs> right in that in that house too. Room. absolutely i love it but Wait. yeah um no, go ahead but yeah that's the, and that's how brooklyn got involved with it she was literally like i could do that i was like oh you're right you could <laughs> lily you're just gonna be here just to walk down the hallway or up the stairs or something and i'm okay with this this is what i want yeah let's do it it's so good actually now you're reminding me because i've seen you on your stories with brooklyn are you guys tight me i, and brooklyn think I knew that you guys tight. were good friends me and Brooklyn are actually pretty tight. Um, we all—I only just met her after I moved out here and stuff. And we've actually. Oh yeah, for those of you long. listening, Heidi, uh, I told her to move to New York, and the sorry. bitch moved to Los Angeles for the sunshine. I'm sorry, <laughs> the deal breaker. Hey, was hey the guess weather. what? You made the right choice in this COVID stuff, okay? Because <laughs> you. It have was the weather. It was the weather for me. Yes. So okay, so you move out to LA, and you and Brooklyn become good friends, huh? Yes, it, it's definitely a, a friendship I did not see coming, but I'm very happy that it did. Um, me and her are really good friends, yes. We go and get our um, our EM sculpting done together at Dr. Rosenberg Cos uh, <laughs> Plastic Surgery. Yes. And just have a good time, yes. I think that was the, I messaged you when I saw that post. I need to get that procedure done because Mama Dumb been eaten the last uh, 10 months. Haven't we all? <laughs> haven't we all? Let's be honest, we all have. And it's, it's, it's starting to show on some people more than others. Yes. <laughs> and one of them's in here. And I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. Oh, I, I was gonna say, girl. I put on a couple pounds. That's why Dang. I now work out so much. No, totally. Um, I just, I love the music video and I'm so, uh, so happy for you with all of this stuff coming out. We've we got to talk about Drag Race season 13. Absolutely. I got to pick your brain about what is going on because there is a lot going on. Who are you loving? You know, I love all of them because actually I'm friends with all of them. I've met all of them before the show aired. All, and, um, all 13 queens or 12 queens? All, all 13, yes. Damn. Yeah, I've met, I've met all 13 queens prior to the show filming. So I'm, it's hard for me to be like, oh, I'm with this one over these. Because right. I, like, I know them. So that'd be kind of weird. Um, I, don't, I don't pick sides. So but you, I'm living for them. They're, they're bringing it. They, they're, they definitely have more drama than season 12 did. Do you think so? So I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. We were best friend race. They, the, some of the girls are girling. Yeah, I mean, we saw it with Tamisha and Candy in Untucked. Tamisha I and mean, Candy was water and oil. <laughs> I thought you had a big moment in Untucked until I saw Tamisha and Candy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. So you don't think, you, you don't have a winner yet? Because I have a clear winner. And I think everyone out there listening that is in the Drag Race fandom knows there is one huge standout star right now. I feel like... <sighs> And, it, Someone who said, and her name is Simone. I was literally going to say, Simone, got making Olivia are really turning it for me right now. Ooh, I love all three, yes. Those three are really bringing it for me, but we also have some really honky girls like Denali and, and Rosé 
right. which is like every other word, they're like, I want to win. <laughs> well, speaking of what you said about knowing all 13 girls, I've been, I've been in New York for a long time now. And so with, there's always a group of New York girls that come on the show. So I feel like Absolutely. every season I know maybe one or two, this is the first season I am not necessarily close with any of the girls. Tina, Rose, mm -hmm. Candy, and Olivia, I don't really know any of them. I think mm -hmm. uh, Tina and Rose and I know of each other maybe, just like social circles, but I don't know them well enough to root for them, which kind of makes it fun for me because I can sit back and be shady at all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. It just, it just opens up so many options. It's like, right. I can... I can be shady about you because we're not tight, you know? No, we're not tight. So I can I can judge your busted wigs, Tina Burner. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. I, well, I'm, listen, a con I'm a connoisseur of busted wigs. You saw the show. I saw and, it. And I, I tell you what, um, it's, it's not so much the wigs, it's more so the color palette. <laughs> No, okay, this is segueing perfectly into a game I wanted to play with you because you are the reigning Miss Congeniality from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. I and that means that you were, you know, everyone knows what congenial means. What am I doing? But you were the nicest, most friendly, most joyful contestant from last season, according to your sister. Thank you. But I want according you to them because they voted. Yeah, according to them. But I want you to be a little bit shady about what's going on in season 13. So I'm going to force you to give me some okay. raw thoughts on what's going on. And since you brought it up, let's start with Tina Burner's color palette. What's going on with the red and the orange? Give me the real I don't tea, Heidi. Know. I, I know she sometimes does this in her shows, but not all the time. So I'm like, sis, stop it. Stop what in the Ronald McDonald is happening? This, the, but, 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 I am not loving it. <laughs> they say, give me a little black dress. She said, I'm going to have a red, orange, yellow dress, and I'm going to have black on it. That's what she said. <laughs> Dad, I am going to not give you black. I will give you more. I'm like, what? Well, and that's the thing, too, is I've seen Tina around the city for many, many years, and she's obviously a very reputable queen. I ain't never seen red and orange at Barracuda in Chelsea. It's usually like, I know she's campy, but this... I know she wears a lot of red itself. She does wear red, but the, the palette of yellow and red and orange all together. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's trying to brand herself, which is smart. You do need to brand yourself, but maybe it's... Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think she is trying to brand herself, maybe like the Gap Queen herself, Heidi in Closet. But, bitch, you were born with it, you know? <laughs> Actually, I was not born with a Gap. Wait, you weren't? No, I was not born with a Gap. Actually, I originally had really perfect teeth. Here's the inside scoop. I don't think I've ever told anyone this. But I've actually, I was not born with it. Um, but growing up, we had well water. And the well water made my all four of my front teeth fall out, my baby teeth. And then the two front teeth grew in before the other two teeth. So these two just grew in how they did in the gap, and the other two grew in around them. So actually, I was not originally born with a gap. Heidi, are you giving the Cup of Joe podcast an exclusive on your gap teeth? Yes, I don't think I've ever told anyone that. That is crazy. I can't believe I didn't know that. Yeah, I, well, no one, well, now you no, no one did, now everybody I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever told anyone that, yeah. All right, let's jump on to more shitty things. Lala Ree's paper bag, uh, something or other. 
Mama. 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 I love Miss Lala Rito. Lala. There's there's a lot of let me tell you a story. Okay. In life, <laughs> we we make choices. Uh-huh. And she made the choice to to to, to go out on that runway <laughs> the way that she did. I can't. There was, there was, there was nothing she could have done to, to save herself from being in the bomb that week. Mm-mm. There was nothing. She could have, she could have had two of the best other outfits and then she wore that. She would have been the mama. No. Mama, no. And I love, and I love Lala. Dear Lord, Lala, no. Girl, <laughs> you could at least cut the bags in half and then the you had, you would have had more coverage you know, yeah. thinking speaking of branding now she can come out with a paper bag line don't do, <laughs> don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it okay sometimes you just got to know what's not your brand yes are you watching uh drag race uk because i want to ask you about rupaul screaming about h&m what do you think about that it was it was scary it was scary um i remember this time one time at band camp and I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I was like, oh girl, she raised her voice. She went in. I was like, oh, over, over a dress for a challenge. Oh, child. Okay. It was it, that, that my thing is it wasn't for the runway, it was for the challenge. I'm like, they just need to like Joe is a very Joe has a very, very defined aesthetic, especially compared to the other girls. Right. And you know, they had to be a girl group. And I'm like, well, girl, that's what she's giving. So what else could she have done right but that's just me i'm like if it was been now if it been the runway eat her up eat her alive tell her about herself right but it was just for the challenge so i was like i'm not too mad about it was the dress horrible yes but i was like terrible burn it i know i just felt so bad well look i love that you have all these raw opinions you're not necessarily miss congeniality all the time are you miss heidi I am. I literally am. I'm literally congenial, Joe. Literally. <laughs> Who do you think will win Miss Congeniality for season uh, 13? You know, actually, I say this every time this question's been asked. And um, actually, I've discussed with the producers of Drag Race, and they've said, Heidi, you did such an amazing, amazing job this year. We're just going to let you keep it. And um, say so sorry to the season 13 girls who were hoping to get it. And yes. we're just going to... You know, in life, things happen. Like life's not fair. Like I'm gonna tell you what my third grade teacher once told me. My third grade teacher told me life's not fair, and then you die. So I'm sorry to the season 13 girls, um, but I have the congeniality crown for another year. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I feel like that would be the right choice by RuPaul and the producers because none of those 13 bitches can hold a candle to you, girl. Oh, stop it, Joe. You know I love you. You know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I love you too. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And everybody, go listen and watch Gap, the music video with Heidi and Closet featuring the Widow Von Du, Jada Essence Hall, and Miss Brooklyn Heights. Yes! yes. <laughs>